0: Welcome to the Mind Her Business podcast, the go-to podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business while taking care of your mindset, your health, and your family. Honestly, just trying to keep your head above water. So go ahead and pour yourself a cup of coffee or make your
1: favorite cocktail. We don't judge. It's time to become the holistic CEO you're meant to be. hello, hello. She just said, I'm going to let you open this and one. And then you and looked then, at me
0: like a deer in the head.
1: I headlights. always give a couple seconds to when it starts up. My I was goodness. so nervous. Emily, okay, well, let's talk about Emily. One second of silence. No, yeah. One second of inaction. She's like, let's do something. This is the generator in you as it your is. human design is. She is like, go, go, go. I actually just got notifications that said, how to manifest today as a generator. (laughs) Okay. So you guys are getting what I'm saying. Like she just goes, I just got a notification and we're recording a podcast. (laughs) Emily has her Canva open on her iPhone. Um, she got a notification <laughs> that she read and she is literally talking into the microphone. This girl multitasks really well, this but also like <laughs> <laughs> So you know, she looked at me. She was like, all right, I'm going to let you open this one. I don't you like that too. She was like, I'm going to let you open that one because she jumps in. I do. And I'm like, no, let's feel this out. Let's see who oh. feels like they should start it and emily's like no we gotta start it
0: no because if if we say who's gonna let's feel it (laughs) then i feel like we're just gonna be looking at each other being like your hair looks really pretty today (laughs) so does yours i like your hat (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you friend
1: (laughs) oh my gosh this is sometimes
0: how it goes in this office it it, this is how it always goes it it are definitely very much i feel like For me personally, I'm really great at like focusing on a task for 45 minutes and then I have to be squirrel. I have to be all over the place or else I will just lose it. (laughs) There's no other way to explain it. And I feel like I'm the opposite to some degree, but that's why we work well together, right? But
1: it takes me a while to get started on said task. Guys, look. She put yesterday her up, and she was like, "Oh my gosh!" That's yesterday, so
0: true. Um, if you go to my TikTok, you'll see a day in the life, and <laughs> well, they're not gonna this, be to see I would that. say at this point, it's probably gonna be like yeah. far down there, but maybe when this episode comes out, I'll <laughs> reshare it again. This was the perfect example of like how different we are. I was like reading her this information, being like, "We should." This is so interesting, and I kid you not, I look up, and she is Jade rolling her face, and I was like. Come again? To my defense.
1: (laughs) To my defense, I had a facial treatment and the woman told me for the next five days, Jade, roll your face five times a day for five minutes. That's a lot of Jade rolling. (laughs) To my defense. And then it was just the perfect contrast. I know. I know. I mean, it was really comical the fact that you were taking video and talking to me and I'm thinking I can multitask I'm gonna jade roll my face while she tells me her great idea you looked so peaceful too it was it was kind of relaxing I mean a jade roller is not bad you looked looked very relaxed anywho, <laughs> we're getting into the meat of what we are actually going to talk about. So last week we talked about, briefly, we talked about sales psychology. We, know Emily. <laughs> Emily talked about sales psychology. I always say that like this process is her baby. So last week it's... I said I'm, I'm passing the mic and yeah. this week is no different, but we're actually going to talk about sales in action, yeah. which... I mean, if you guys listened to last week's episode, it's setting up the the like stage, right? Or setting yeah. the stage for why you need to understand the mm-hmm. psychology of sales. And I think it made me feel a bit more comfortable about the selling process. And I hope it makes, made you guys feel the same yeah. way. But most of us want to know, okay, that's great. That's the psychology. Yeah. I know that. I understand that now. But how do I actually apply this? Yes. So let's talk about it next.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we have what we call as our sticky content framework. And so essentially what this means is that we are like attracting and we're warming up people. Mm -hmm. Then we're creating my favorite type of content, which is essentially pushing this person to take action. But we're not like saying the push has to be that they work with us. Mm -hmm. We just want them to get off of the the line Mm -hmm. and then it's the sales. So that's really what we're going to be going through today. And so in order to actually be able to have this happening in motion, you first have to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. So you need to be sparking curiosity. You need to be um, gathering attention. And so we do this through the social content that we put out there. So let's talk first about social and then talk about how you can do this on a sales call. So on social, the way that we're really capturing attention is by doing the opposite of word vomit. Mm hmm. We're being very simple in our language. We're kind of being a tiny bit mysterious, but our is still on point. We want people to either read the caption to learn more, or I want them to jump over to our account. Like yeah. it, we are not giving them everything that they that they need in one post. Well, if they, that makes sense? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's
1: sparking curiosity, yes. right? You want somebody to want to know more, yes, not to have
0: everything, yes, and that you just put out. A hundred percent. So we're sparking the curiosity. That's when we're attracting them in. Then it's our job to start to like warm them up. And that is really done through building credibility. So the way we're doing that on social is through social proof. Um, It's by showing that the people who work with us actually are getting said results. Um, this can be done, like I said, this can be done through social. We also do this when we send our case study deck to potential clients. It is just showing that like you can stand by what you're saying. And And I feel really important.
1: Credibility is huge. Mm-hmm. It's always been big, but it's yeah. even bigger now in just the landscape of everybody online yes. and, and selling programs and services yeah. online. Anybody can say that they've done something, 100%. but having that credibility to back it up that you've actually been able to achieve what yes. you've
0: said you're yes. going to get somebody is huge. It really is. And this doesn't have to be complicated. It can no. be like screenshots of emails that your client sent you saying like, oh, our website just started ra- or we just started ranking, you know, number one on Google, whatever it might be. Okay. um, It's just showing that another human is essentially like verifying that you know what you're talking about. Gotten success.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? yes, yes, yes. That's how I like to look yeah. at it. Anytime we've had our students kind of come up against this roadblock. And they're like, wait, but I'm trying to get started. I don't have this credibility. One of the things we say is like, think about it. Is there a way that you can get credibility? Can you do this for yourself? Um, Or have you done it for yourself? Um, Can you do it for a relative or a family member to get a little piece of credibility? And then that's just going to snowball. You just need that one bit of social proof that somebody's gotten it, that there's been some success and you'll build that credibility.
0: I also think that we discredit the fact that we can be our first client in that credibility. That's how I got started. I did it for myself. I saw results. I went to my network and I said, this is what I'm able to do people wanted to jump on board from there and then it continued to snowball. So it's powerful. And I think about our program, the Pinterest VA
1: School. So we
0: were managing
1: clients' accounts, right? We were Pinterest managers, but we had never taught anybody how to be a Pinterest manager. We just used ourselves
0: as our first beta and put it out there and ran with it. So we worked with people like one-on-one when it came to stuff, but that was like years before this. And um, yeah, I just think that that's always interesting, mm-hmm. right? It really is. So then the next step is kind of what we like to call like, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. Reciprocity. Yeah. I just don't like saying that word. It's kind of, <laughs> it's
1: kind of I was like, I know
0: she doesn't like this word, so I'm going to say it Thank for her. You. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> Essentially, it means that if you give somebody something, they naturally, human psychology, want to, give you something in return. So this can be done in a couple of ways. This can be done through a free training. This is how we get people to get off of the line. You either jump into our free training or you don't. What do they have to give for that? Email. Yep. They give their email, they get a free training. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that works really well is when you are on, say you had a sales call with somebody and then you sent them a proposal. Your proposal could be that if they sign with you for six months, they get 10% Mm -hmm. off. Here's the thing about this. This all needs to be true, right? Like this all needs to be accurate. And these need to be that if they don't sign with you for six months, they don't get 10% off. But it's all about this like kind of give and take. We've had this happen a lot
1: with some of our clients. Like um, we had a business come to us wanting to sign a year contract, but asked if I sign a year, is there some sort of discount you guys can provide? And so if you look at that from, uh, oh my goodness, I'm going to have a client for an entire year. Yeah. Of course, I would give them a discount, right? So whatever you feel comfortable with.
0: Yeah, we love that. Mm -hmm. So we've started to establish this relationship. Now it's important that we start to put a deadline. So mm-hmm. this is like the FOMO. We all know what FOMO is. Like yeah. It's been around forever. Um, we I used the example the other day where I remember like in college, my friends would go out and I'd be like, I'm just going to stay in tonight. And the entire time I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> Who are they with? I bet you they're having so much more fun. I don't want to look at my Instagram. Right? I don't want to look at it. Well, at that point, I'm like, were people even posting on Instagram? They were. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not that old. <laughs> you know, I'm a dinosaur. Back in my day, I don't know. <laughs> right. And so you want to start to create this FOMO inside of your business, but it has to be real. This is the biggest thing about all of this is that like, if your deadline isn't real, people will know that mm-hmm. and then they will not believe you and the trust will be gone. And so ways that we create FOMO inside of our business is if it's a program, there is a hard deadline of when you can get a discount. Yeah. When that's gone... If somebody slides into our DMs being like, Hey, I missed it. Can I like I'm sorry, but the deadline's over and it's not fair to everyone else at that point. That's the major point, right? Is it's
1: not fair. Yeah. We can't be an integrity. Yes. If we give somebody a discount when we said, No, you have five days, but somebody bought it on day one because they didn't
0: want to miss out. Hundred percent. I think that's the biggest thing is being an integrity with this whole FOMO. A hundred percent. And so being integrity, it's the same, like the same thing is true that there's times where we only have like two spots available to work with our team in a management Mm -hmm. capacity for like the rest of the year. And so we say that, and once those two spots are gone, they can like get on a wait list Mm -hmm. or they can, we can essentially reach out to them at another
1: time. But it's still creating that fear of yeah. missing out. I mean, we've had this happen with a client before where yeah. sent, in, sent out a blast email. We had two management spots that had opened. Yep. And the fear of that client missing out on taking up us up on our services now yeah. um, because it might be gone made them actually get off the curb, jump over the line, whatever we want to say, cross the line (laughs) and and into our management services. Whereas if we didn't put that out there and Mm -hmm. we just said we have management open, but there was no deadline, there was no um, scarcity around it, they probably would never ever would have
0: done it. I think about this all the time. So my husband used to work for this company. It was like women's clothing and they ran a sale every single week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there were sales happening multiple times a week. And I remember him coming, like we were just talking after work one day and he was like, you know, our sales, like, have, like we just heard from the sales team that the sales haven't been that good. The marketing team's trying to figure out new things. And I was like, well, just so you know, because like I was a customer of them. I was like, mm-hmm. just so you know, on my end, I know you're always going to have a sale. Mm-hmm. You guys run sales year round constantly. So like, why would I get off the fence and buy something now? Like it doesn't, it doesn't actually make sense. Mm -hmm. There's no true sale that's happening. There's no real urgency if you always have 30% off happening on your website. And so the same is true with your business. If it's always available, why would somebody get off of the ledge? Did they
1: do anything with that knowledge there and take that knowledge back to his company and say, my wife is in
0: marketing and this is what she said to do? Apparently not since they're still running sales all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Darn, right. (laughs) And so ultimately, that is the framework of like our sticky content method is your job is to be getting people to make a decision, whether it is to work with you or it's not to work with you. Um, This works super well on social, on sales calls. I feel like there is more of an art behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, Your body language plays into it, the things that you say, the questions you ask, your follow-up, all of that. But at the end of the day, I really want you guys, and I hope you guys are starting to understand that like sales is not just you jumping on a sales call sales is not just you putting up a post saying this is a promo it is like the relationships that you're building it is the content you have been posting for you know months it's the conversations the casual conversations you're having in mm-hmm. DMs when somebody isn't even asking about your product and it is just your like everyday conversations it is simply communication at its core and so in order to actually be able to pull this together, in order for us to leverage sales psychology and to be able to leverage what we're doing on social, putting it in action, we have to keep it simple. We have to be simple in our messaging. We have to be simple in our process. If you are offering a client 20 different services, they're going to sit there and be like, these are way too many options. I don't know what's best for me. So I'm just not going to buy. Confused people do not buy. Yes. I love
1: that They
0: don't buy. Mm -hmm. They do not buy. So having too many options, whether it's like digital products, services, whatever it might be is actually hindering you versus helping you. And so I really, really want you guys to take a hard look at your business. Take a hard look at your business and ask yourself, is there a place that I can simplify this? Can I simplify what I offer? Can I simplify the messaging I'm putting out there? And have I been looking at sales as just like a one-time thing? And... As you start to make these tweaks, I'm really excited to see how your sales increase because I know that this makes a big difference. Mic drop, you guys. (laughs) Right? Is that how you're feeling? Because that's how
1: I'm feeling. I'm like this amount of information that you just condensed for everybody. I feel like it's so, so, so valuable and not enough of us know it that are in this space. Right? I
0: feel like we we stray away from sales. We, like, try to avoid it. We even see this with our clients. They're like, this just feels so salesy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, your job is to sell. It is. Yeah, right. Like... If you're not selling, you have a very expensive hobby. Yeah. There's There's no way around it.
1: But there's a way to do it, right? And there's a way to do it in integrity. And there's a way to do it to feel like you're you're bringing in the right person, but you're not pushing.
0: A hundred percent. So if you are interested in this, can I share this? Yeah. Okay. If you're interested in this, we actually did a like mini condensed training. Mm -hmm. And so we will drop the link. Yep so you can sign up we will put it in the yeah. show notes but it's a free we training went through an entire training with yeah. our um group
1: coaching program and and kind of broke down like the sales psychology mm-hmm. this in action you guys get to actually see this in
0: action and yeah. some of the
1: social content that we did
0: i think that's really helpful it's mm-hmm. hard to kind of explain it just in words but yeah. i i think visually being able to see it makes yeah a so if you're
1: looking to dive into this a little bit deeper i would definitely check out that training that's linked below this video yeah
0: Awesome. Well, I hope you guys really enjoyed this. My goal over the next couple of episodes, I would say our goal is to make sales really fun and for you to be able to start to like take those beliefs off that maybe you don't have enough knowledge to sell or maybe you just need to hire a salesperson. It's just not the truth. No. And honestly, selling should come from you. Yes. In my honest opinion. I agree so (laughs)
1: much. I feel like uh, we talk about this all the time. The selling and the sales and the marketing is the 5% of your business that you need to just take on. And there's probably 95% of your business you can delegate instead. Yep. But if you are looking to grow a business and you are a solopreneur right now, like Mm -hmm. sales and marketing should be what you're focusing
0: on. 100%. I can tell you that I feel like that's how we've continued to scale is that that is the one thing we did not outsource. And it makes a big difference. It's a huge difference. Because you know like you know what you offer and you know who your ideal client is and you can create significantly more sales than trying to have somebody come in and learn all of that. While that may work for some mm-hmm. people, I think in this space, it's really important coming from you. And then you know when to pivot. 100% and you can pivot. You can pivot. Yeah. We love it. Alrighty, guys. Well, I hope you really enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you soon. And as always, if you could yes. rate and review. That
1: would be amazing. We appreciate any feedback to this podcast. Let us know what you want to hear.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you could go ahead and leave us a review and let us know what your biggest takeaway was, we'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. I'm at emilyvdw. And I'm at briegalloway underscore. See you next week. Bye.